This is Young Gun, a podcast about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. I'm Dimitri Ravanis, a Bama grad. She is Lauren Brownlow, the biggest Panthers fan I know. And we are following this team with a microscope on its new franchise quarterback. Uh, please do us a favor, like and subscribe to this show wherever it is you are watching, unless you're watching on Origin Sports for the first time. Yes, exactly. We're super excited to be on Origin. That's probably about the only thing I can say I'm super excited about, to, if we're being honest, yeah. this particular morning. Yeah. You know, that's probably the only thing I'm very excited it about. It is, uh, yeah, I, I hate to start the show for a second week in a row as a Debbie Downer kind of uh, kind of start. But, I mean, look, we start every week by asking, is or was Bryce too short? I think his coach clearly thinks he's too short, or at least too small in general. What the hell is up with Andy Dalton coming in on third down, on fourth down for the push that didn't happen? I kind of got it. But there is something about... I didn't about, like it even then, though. Oh, I didn't, like I didn't could, love it, but you know, I got it. in theory, it. you could throw a touchdown here. Sure. Just spitballing <laughs> it, it, it i feel like this game more than game one i felt like it was pretty clear frank reich is not in love either with his offense or maybe specifically with bryce like there's so, there's something he does not want to let bryce do some things he does not want to let bryce do. and if i'm bryce there's things i don't want to be doing right now yeah like going out for the second half <laughs> like for for what why yeah. You know, why? And th this is my concern. I guess I don't see a real plan around how this is supposed to play out in a productive way for Bryce. Yeah. yeah I don't like handling him with kid gloves. Isn't helping. It's only making the fans more antsy. I think his confidence visibly to me seems shaky. Well, it certainly gets worse and worse as the game goes along and they can't quite put anything together mike right. k uh had this tweet that you sent to me last night after I mean, the game yeah it did kind of answer our <laughs> question it was like dead on answered our question this is a quote from bryce young i don't know what it's like to be tall to be honest with you this was <laughs> big same bryce big same when tall people are like you can't reach that right i'm like no do i look like i can reach that the other part too and like i i own up to this and maybe this is why i'm so defensive of uh of bryce's height at 5'10", Bryce is an inch taller than I am. I don't think I'm particularly short. Like, I get it. I'm not tall. And well, certainly, like by average man yeah, standards, no. Well, no, my, and that was what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, he is not tall by the standards of the NFL, but it's not like he's a dwarf. It's not like he, he can fit in your pocket. Like, he, he does everything he needs to do to find passing lanes, and this is what we focus on. Now... I'm not, look, I'm a Bryce I feel like, apologist, though, right? as the game goes on, he looks tinier. Agreed. And I think it's a trick my eyes are playing on me, or maybe, like, the narrative surrounding him is playing on yeah. me. But I literally feel like that. I well, look at I, him, and I'm like, oh, no, he I looks think, smaller. I think there is a case, and we talked, we've talked about this multiple times on the show before, right? But And we'll get into this a little bit later. I think there is a case of Bryce missing, not Alabama, but college football, where Look, his last year, hey, he, I didn't, miss it too. <laughs> he didn't have <laughs> the best offensive line. He had pass catches that were constantly dropping the ball. 
but he knew he could overcome that. Like I think yes. as and he's not good enough to overcome that at this level. He's a rookie, right? Like and he's not, you know, and again, and I'm not saying this pejoratively, I promise, yeah. but he's not a Cam Newton. Like he literally he cannot literally do it all by himself. Right. He just can't. He does not have the physical capability. And look, this is the this is the jump from college to the NFL. Like yeah. we talk about this all the time in high school from the NFL. Like literally everybody on the field in college was all state or all county in high school. You can't say everyone on the field was all American in the NFL, but they all were better yeah. than the guys that Bryce could take advantage of in college. They don't exist in the NFL. No, for sure they don't. And especially with that Saints defense as well, you're not getting anything easily. Mm -hmm. And when you add into the mix that the receivers, I mean, they, they said it multiple times on the broadcast. It's easy to get frustrated with Bryce and I understand it, to a degree, I will say that there were some, I had some concerning moments. I was slightly concerned uh, a few times, but you know what? Like it's, it's difficult when you can't trust your receivers to get open. So that's what I wanted to ask you. And like, I certainly want to get into your frustration and the fans frustration with Bryce and the offense in general a little bit later, but let's talk about how Bryce views this offense in general. I think one of the things that leads to his frustration, obviously it is like the drop pass by Jonathan Mingo was oh, like, holy crap, what are we doing? Sick, but sick. the fact that like multiple runs in a row go nowhere or get stopped behind the line of scrimmage, like I can understand why a rookie who was all everything in college is really having trouble getting used to this offense can't play to the level of what I'm used to. And that was always a little bit my fear with him. While I was glad he had experience dealing with some similar problems yeah. in college, Bama receivers, generally speaking, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know that they had as much trouble getting separation. Necessarily. No, that's, that's true. <laughs> Last year, he dealt with a lot of drop balls. He did not deal with guys that could not get over. You, you make it super easy to defend you in the NFL. If they're, if no one's scared of your mm -hmm. wide receivers, just period. Like that's, that that is what it is. And when you look at sort of the Panthers not having a whole ton of early round draft picks <laughs> yeah. because of trading up to get their guy, right? Like it's not looking like it's going to get fixed anytime super soon. Right. I mean, you're going to have to go all in on the free agent market or in another trade. That's going to cost you a lot more than you want way. to be paying. In, in yeah. a big way, because uh, look, they were saying this last night on the broadcast. I told you Mina Kimes told me this when we talked over the summer that there's a lot of belief DJ Chark can be that separation kind of guy. And I think Bryce looked his way all of three times on Monday night. Yeah. And, I, th and, and I don't think that's because Bryce doesn't trust Chark. I think Bryce is a smart enough guy to recognize he's not getting that separation. Right. Like, I, I don't think Bryce's problem is he's not going through his progressions. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually, I do agree with that, but I also think it, it builds on itself, right? Sure. And I'm a big believer in the psychological element, especially for quarterbacks being hugely important. And yeah. I think when you keep going through these live game situations and you're, you can't trust your receivers to get open at a certain time. And so much is about timing. And I think you see, you've seen Bryce's timing mm -hmm. on these throws to get progressively worse in the preseason. It was like, they were just missing each other. Yeah. Right. And now it's like, they are wildly, you know, whoever's <laughs> fault it is. It's like, they're not close. It's mm -hmm. it's they're less close to completing, you know, the longer passes and stuff than they were seemingly in the preseason and yeah. that's that's you don't like to see it but you just wonder how much of that is him just not having confidence 
in knowing like when's the moment I can throw this football, I know he's going to go get it for me. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, like even college, even at the highest level, college is not the NFL. And even at the most competitive, the preseason is not the regular season, right? Like there Mm -hmm. is a whole other adjustment he has to do. We do two versions of this show each and every week. Uh, This is the version that will come out the day after uh, every game that the Panthers play. We also do what is called the midweek talk through the Thursday before the Panthers play. I talk to some sort of expert when it comes to the world of football about what they have seen and what they want to see improve for Bryce and the Panthers offense this week on Thursday, I will talk to Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback and current quarterback coach. So be sure and subscribe both on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform to see that. So I alluded to this earlier, Lauren, right now, as you look at not only what the Panthers are going through with Bryce Young, but also we've seen what has happened in Tuscaloosa the last two I didn't weeks. even text you this time. I knew you you probably needed some space. <laughs> and I also knew that you guys were going to win no matter what the scoreboard was right. showing because I knew USF was not going to be able to score an offensive well, touchdown. I mean, USF has been bad for like three years, Yeah, like right? really bad. Really bad. So, yeah, I can imagine you were, um, your concern level maybe is a little higher than mine right now. Uh, a friend of mine who uh, runs a company down in Birmingham tweeted, um, that video from uh, from Family Guy uh, where everyone is like a, a mad crowd yeah. and a guy goes to throw a Molotov cocktail and he throws it and it lands right in front of him. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, I've never thrown anything before. He just, you know, <laughs> headlined it, Tyler Buckner. He's like, yeah, that's exactly oh, what boy. we saw. So the question I put to you is who misses who more right now, Bama or Bryce? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think like, Bryce himself probably thought to a degree, like, I'm used to this. I'm used sure. to, you know, I'm used to having to do it all. You know, I might have looked at his stature and others might have and said, well, that's just not going to happen on the pro level, buddy. Yeah. But good on you for thinking so. And I think maybe he's starting to come to some of those realizations himself. And I know, you know, we've talked about like his parents being mental health professionals and all that. You know, Well, hopefully. we haven't. But uh, Chris Myers talked about it extensively on Fox in week one. Oh, is that why? Is that why we knew that? I didn't know. I th- I assumed it was like a storyline when he was at Bama no. as well. But oh, no! Wow! No, Chris Myers just locked in on it in week one and decided to he mention got it that in the game at notes. least four times. I get it. Sometimes you get your teeth on something in the game notes, and you're like, "You guys, yeah, you don't even know." Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna need that. I I because. I think even as like a viewer that doesn't care about the Panthers, I would imagine those people still watch the offense play and go, how will they ever get the football down the football field and into the end zone area? So how will that happen? So Lauren knows (laughs) this. And if you are just joining us for the first time, whether it is on origin or you've just discovered the podcast, like I don't care about the Panthers as a team, right? Like I am here for Bryce. I I wouldn't advise it to be honest. (laughs) I don't know that Bama misses Bryce necessarily because he does not solve their biggest problem, which coincidentally is the Panthers' biggest problem, which is they cannot protect the guy at all. And stupid penalties cost them in the biggest moments. Yeah. Well, you don't want your O-line doing that. The Panthers' O-line has been that way, I feel like, for a solid decade now, where you're like, ooh, is this a big moment? (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. Look. I know this is small market vibes on my part sure. to a degree, and I get that. But when look when when we're when we're on national TV in public, 
all I would, all I ask for of my team generally is, hey, can y'all not be embarrassing? Right. That false start on fourth and short, man. It was. I was just like, are y'all serious right now? We're in public. Look, against South Florida, Alabama penalties took 14 points off the board. It erased two touchdowns. And now I, you know how the other half lives. Listen, <laughs> I had a flashback to Saturday night on Monday with Welcome that false start. Welcome to the start. UNC football experience. <laughs> that's what you yeah, just had. That's the thing. By the way, I have watched Ovius and Gilio the last two weeks, like, just uh, uh, ver- vocally... I don't know how far we can go on origin sports, but vocally experience pleasure, vocally (laughs) orgasm to what is happening in Tuscaloosa right now. And I get it. I get it. If you're on the other side of it. Well, it's, it's almost absurd, right? It's, it's almost, you don't expect it, right? Yeah. You don't, you never think Bama would be struggling with South. Like that's not the type of team that struggles with South Florida. I feel like people are using this almost too, as a thing of like, no one in college football is good because Georgia also struggled with South Carolina. They were bored for a day. Yeah. Okay. Let's relax. Georgia struggled with Kent state last year. Yeah. Let's calm down. Alabama is relatively going to be fine, but we can, we've seen enough to uh, know that this ain't going to be a vintage Bama year. No, I, I think that, so the answer to the overall question, who misses yeah. who more, I think to your, you know, your favorite answer to this question, Lord is yes. Cause I think, yes. I think Bryce misses being able Not to, to be make big plays out, on his yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. He, he can't do that at this level. He's frustrated Absolutely. And, you can, and you can see it. So. And, and it sucks because he's so composed all the time, like to see him frustrated, as his uh, as his uh, surrogate father is very hard to to watch. Yeah, it's uh, I can see it. I'm not like I, I don't I try not to psychoanalyze quarterbacks too much. Yeah, but I think we all fall into that trap sometimes of just going, oh, oh no, he looks he looks shook, <laughs> you know, and he looks shook a lot. Yeah, on Monday. Young Gun is brought to you by Graffiti, located in downtown Cary at 158 East Cedar Street. Watch football with them every Sunday on 19 TVs. You can win weekly prizes. This week's prizes are provided by Miller Lite. There are also specials every Sunday on whiskey pours from $8 to $10, all kinds of options in there. I was there actually Saturday for pop punk night they had a dj uh-huh that was fun to hear some of that old music and what realize does, yeah. what does throwing axes to the sound of like taking back sunday feel like well i didn't throw any oh okay you know i i had enough after my birthday party yeah for now but um <laughs> i i you know my big thing there is the slushies sure the, i i am a sucker for any alcoholic slushie even uh, even with alcohol in it that i don't like right i will you know, I used to, I would drink those at like Great Wolf Lodge, those cheer wine slushies yeah. that they have. <laughs> I don't even drink bourbon. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm no stranger to a Jack was, and Coke slushie. Yeah. Jack and Coke slushie. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink that. doesn't matter. Uh, so I very much enjoyed those when I was at Graffiti and their mixed drinks are fantastic and it's a great vibe. You should go. It was packed on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Miller Lite on special this Sunday and they are providing the prizes, including a Miller Lite Panthers cooler. Uh, Lauren, I ask you this as a diehard Panthers fan and somebody that was texting me last night that you were legitimately worried about Bryce. Yeah. We heard the boos from the crowd. Well, here's my question. I know you can't speak for everybody, but is the frustration right now with Bryce's inability to perform or is it with the offense as a whole? I mean, I think I took it as much with the offense as anything else, to be honest. But I also think 
look, I mean, like I like we've talked about already, like some of his throws were less accurate than we've seen. We've seen misses on throws, but like nothing as bad as I think we're seeing it kind of get worse. And that's that's concerning, I think, for people. I don't know that you solve that by booing him, but, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Did you hear did you hear what uh, Laura Rutledge said about being behind Derek Carr uh, when she was over at the Saints bench? She said that uh, she heard Carr say to one of his receivers as the crowd was booing everybody yeah. here thinks it's easy to be a rookie quarterback well i said i i did hear her say that and i i tweeted uh that the only reason his older brother got booed in carolina was because we didn't like his stupid gloves <laughs> <laughs> it's true though i mean look you and i have talked about this on this show like by the time his brother got to carolina david Carr, yeah and he was all kinds of broken his David Carr is honestly a big reason why I believe that that stuff matters. Like yeah. the stuff you go through early in your career, it does matter. Can you come out the other side and be just fine psychologically? I'm sure you probably, I'm sure you can. I mean, mm. it happens all the time with quarterbacks, I'm sure. But like, I think a lot of times you see the other way around. And I think you have to figure out a way psychologically, if nothing else, to get him to get Bryce to have some success doing something. Absolutely. I don't know how you do that, but I'm also not paid a lot of money to be an offensive <laughs> guru. So I think that there's some of that frustration too. Also, it was super vanilla in the preseason and they almost acted like, well, you know, this isn't what we're going to be calling. And it's been worse. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's been worse, not better. Yeah. It's, it's always tough to make that leap from one level to the other. We've talked about that a, a lot on this show. And if you follow football, you know that you don't need yeah. us to tell you that, right? Like it's hard to make the leap, whether it's high school to college or college to the pros. I think that trading up for the number one pick and look, I know people disagree with me. I do think Bryce is a can't miss quarterback prospect. I would say the same thing about CJ Stroud. I think that one thing that fan bases and uh, probably players in general that get picked at the top of the draft don't think about is if you are getting picked at the top of the draft, you are going to a bad team. And the reason I include CJ Stroud in this is like CJ Stroud, it runs the same risk. Yeah. He has Larry yeah. Tunsil on his roster, but I mean, he runs the exact same risk and you know, it's, it's yes, the exact same sure. franchise that ruined David but Carr. So I, I, that's why you saw a trend. I feel like after David a more and more, like let's let these guys sit and let them learn. Not and only then, that, but yeah. if we have the number one pick, we don't have to take a quarterback. We can take a left tackle here instead. Right. Exactly. And I think now you look at it as a fan and you look at the fact they don't have any draft picks and they also don't have any wide receivers. Yeah. And I think that's the most frustrating part too. Is it Bryce? I'm sure it's him somewhat. I, there are some fans that I think got spoiled to a degree as well by Cam. Mm -hmm. There are some fans that probably didn't but hang on, let me love ask the you. team as much until Cam came around either and don't remember what it was like to watch David Carr with his two gloves <laughs> get up and point for a first down when you're down by like 20 and can't score at all. But hasn't it been enough time since Cam was Cam? Hasn't that washed out of your system as a Panthers fan by I, now? I, I do think, though, that whatever new fans he might have managed to bring in, they're the spoiled ones. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, like, they're the ones that maybe would be less patient, not like us olds. <laughs> we've been, we've got the battle scars, you right. know. We, we've, we've, we had. So you're we talking about for Vinny Testaverde as our legit best option when he was post forty. You're talking about the fans that came in when Cam was Cam, and not right. the ones that were fans when and we I were debating it. is Cam better it's, than Derek it's the Anderson. Same like when LeBron joins a team, right? right? Like you're gonna get people that just like the guy, and so I think there's a degree of that at play too. And then there's the fact that this offense has been trash for a while now, and it doesn't show any signs of being not trash 
anytime soon. And I think that's just generally frustrating and very difficult to watch for people. Okay, so Lauren, you talk about how long this team has been trashed for, and it's it's fair. Offensively. Offensively, sure. I'm not going to be unfair to that lovely, sweet defense that I cherish with all of my heart. Um. All right, so I was going to ask you, and I, I'm still going to ask you, reasons for optimism coming out of this game. And the defense is obviously the biggest one, right? I like, mean, I, I will tell you that I cheered as loud as I've cheered for any moment Alabama has ever played when they finally got a takeaway in that game. Oh my gosh. That's and that's been the issue with them too, right? The last few years is that as good as they've been, they haven't always been able to get turnovers. Yeah. And with the offense being as bad as it's been, you got to have them. And it's it's asking a lot. It's asking too much, obviously, but like that's been the one thing I would kind of point to. I will say this, to lose Jack Thompson, like very impressed with how they bounce back from it. Clearly they have a lot of depth there now. Yeah. And that's really great to see like as a fan. It's like, oh, you one of your star guys goes out on defense and it's not a disaster and they rallied. Mm -hmm. And they showed to me like a lot of grit. It's you talk about psychological, it's hard I think for defenses. For psychologically sure. to watch an offense For go sure. out there. I mean, listen, I talked about this nothing with... Nothing you do matters. Yeah, I talked <laughs> about this with Felder last week yeah. on the midweek talk through is all you can do is not interact with the offense in that they case because you are so other. frustrated by the fact that they can't just put a touchdown on the board and make all of your effort worth it. Probably a lot of dirty looks and eye rolls. <laughs> yeah. In the like, are y'all serious right now? And I get it, you know. And I think it does wear you down a lot. You see it with defenses in college too. Yes, there's a physical wearing down that happens when you, yeah. you know, are always on the field. Right. What was it? Seventy some plays. I think they it, ran like it, it ended oh. up. I looked this up. It ended up seventy six to fifty nine, so which is not actually as way bad. closer yeah. than it actually was. Most of the I game. think when you texted me, it was somewhere in the area of like, like sixty two to thirty four. Uh, it was so yes. At one point, <laughs> y'all are. What are you doing? Yeah, that's not tenable. That's not feasible for any defense. And they still like they found a way to rise up and make plays in some big moments, like holding the Saints to field goals. The Panthers should have been down significantly uh, more. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, Frankie Louvu is a reason My for heart. optimism oh. in such a big way. Not Lavu. Lavu. Chris Fowler. <laughs> put some res literally put some respect on his name. I don't know because he's playing awesome. Yeah. By the way, did you notice that Lewis Riddick made a point uh, after the second time to mm. reiterate that it is Louvu and not uh, Lavu? They're trolling me. Um, I, there's no other explanation. <laughs> can I can I be a proud father for a second and give you a Bryce reason for hope? Oh boy! If you take away the fact that he threw away the pat the the ball five times to avoid a sack, at least I it, hope some of them were thrown. <laughs> I, I think you would have to call these legit throwaways. Okay. If you take that away, he was 22 for 28, and the problem is not you don't have an accurate quarterback. The problem is they're all like. At the line of scrimmage. Yes, these routes. <laughs> oh, my God. And he that's the thing, too. As the game wore on, he even started missing some of those. Right. And that's where I started right. to and get listen, concerned. I, I'm, I'm, not, like, no. I'm not going to tell you, no, actually, he had a pretty good game. Even if he's 22 for 28, if you're talking about, what, 4.6 yards per attempt, that's bad. But yeah. I think that he the has, basics like, the are low, not broken. Is he, What is he, the third lowest yards per attempt? In a game. In, in NFL. In your first three games, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. He's in a conversation with Kyle Bowler and Billy Joe Tolliver. <laughs> That's not a conversation you want to be in unless it's not football related. Listen, Kyle Bowler, top 10 pick in the NFL. Who are we to? Wanna... Okay. No. <laughs> that was that was cute and all, but no. All right. Well, I did my best. Listen, I, I'm not saying that there is no reason to be frustrated. I'm saying that the basics are not broken. And 
I, I think that's as much as you can ask for on this team right now. Right. I mean, I think like part of the problem is just that there's just the offense literally has to execute completely perfectly Yeah. on every single, there yeah. is zero margin for error. You can't have the false starts. You can't have the holding penalties. You can't have someone missing a block. You can't have a receiver running the wrong route. You can have zero of that <laughs> or the play will completely break down. Think about like in your daily life, if you put that kind of pressure on yourself to like never misplace your keys, right. never do you can't, it's not sustainable. And, and I think that's what like Frank Reich said after the game, like we're actually closer than you think which i would advise him to not do that yeah i would advise him to be honest to a degree there's a way of artfully being honest you have to prepare this fan base for seeing more of this because there is no logical reason any of us have seen that we will not see this the entire season I i'm going to give you a comparison to another sec team not alabama this strikes me as very similar to billy napier at florida where yeah billy napier told you from day one this is going to be a long process we are going to get better but this is going to be a long process and it hasn't shown up yet but the recruiting is there like, I think that there is reason to think, hey, we have the franchise quarterback. He has at least developed unbreakable chemistry with one guy. The pieces are there. They're just not all there yet. So be patient with us. And Frank Reich saying we're closer than you think is not the way to convey that to a frustrated fan base. No, because we're not dumb. That's yeah. the other part of it. And I know he's just trying to like, He's saying what he's got to say. And he even said, I know it doesn't look like Yeah. It. No, it doesn't, sir. <laughs> Sorry. And now I'm a little bit worried about your eyesight. Right. If we're being real. <laughs> now I'm concerned for your eyes. Yeah. Maybe get them checked out. Uh, like and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you get it. Your, uh, your ratings, your reviews help more people discover the show. And I believe, and I'm sure that the good folks at Origin will put up a graphic if I am incorrect. I believe we're going to be on regularly Tuesday days at 7 p.m. The debut at Wednesday because we did have a Monday night football game this week. But that's it this week for uh, for Young Gun. Um, stay positive. Oh, my gosh. You know where they're going this week, so. Yeah. Seattle. Seattle. I'm not here for it. <laughs>